This is The Archive on Cinematic Sound Radio with your host, Jason Drury.
Hello everyone. From Ramsgate, Kent, England, you're listening once again to Cinematic Sound Radio's Archive Show. I'm your host, Jason Drury, wishing you a very warm welcome back to the show. Hello to our listeners at Movie Schools and More Radio, everyone listening at cinematicsound.net and through Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Pocket Casts, TuneIn, Google Play, Radio Public and where any other podcast provider is found. It's great to have you join us again. If you're listening to this program through Apple Podcasts or iTunes on your iPhone or whatever device you are listening to us, please take the time to rate and review the show. It really does help get the archive and more importantly, Cinematic Sound Radio climb up the iTunes rankings. Now this is part two of the latest edition of the archive and if you're listening to the second part right here in the first part, as always, I admire your rebellious attitude, even though I do recommend you take time to listen to part one because it was a very entertaining show if I can say so. Now later in this part, I will feature selections of music from the 1985 Jackie Chan action crime thriller, The Protector, with music by Ken Fawn, Lalo Schifrin's action-packed score for Airport 79 La Concorde, and finishing off with another James Horner classic score reissue, music from his 1999 masterpiece Apollo 13. But we started part two with one of my all-time favourite pieces of music. The theme from the 1989 classic western miniseries Lose and Duff, composed and conducted by Basil Polidorus. The soundtrack album of which has recently been re-released to celebrate the series' 30th anniversary by Verez Saraband Records. The score would be Polidorus's first ever western and would win him the 1989 Emmy for Music Composition for a Limited Series Movie or Special as part of his seven Emmys, two Golden Globes and numerous other awards the series won. This was also the first of five scores Polidorus would compose for Australian director Simon Wincher which included Quickly Down Under in 1990, Harley Davidson and the Marlboro Man in 1991, Free Willy in 1993 and Crocodile Dundee in Los Angeles in 2001. Tommy Lee Jones and Robert DeVal led an all-star cast which included Danny Glover, Diane Lane and Angelica Houston. It is the story of two former Texas Rangers who joined forces for a cattle drive to the Montana Territory. The film deals in its total eight-hour length with family, friends and adversaries as they trek, meeting predictable obstacles and demises. The popularity of Lonesome Dove, which was based on a novel by Larry McMurtry, went on to spawn four novels, five miniseries and two television series. Director Simon Wincher decided upon approaching Basil Polidoris for the score after hearing the large scope and varied styles of the composer's music for the film Farewell to the King. There would be between three to four hours of music to produce for the series, and with only a standard budget with which to record the score, Polidorus was forced to make choices that have been well praised in the years since the film's debut. By following the style of his traditional folk music roots, Polidorus managed to solve the budget dilemma by providing over three hours of music largely dominated by speciality folk instruments, 
while utilising enough of a TV music budget to hire an orchestral ensemble of 40 players to provide the large style of thematic bravado necessary to satisfy audience expectations for the overall scheme of the music. With his solution, Polidorus' work on Lowson Dove succeeds in infusing the folk rhythms and instrumentations with orchestral grandeur at just the right times and in the right doses. One other thing which should be mentioned at this point, the new release does not feature any new music from the from Polidorus' score, which has not already been released before, but it does feature a new exclusive track composed and performed by his daughter Zoe Polidorus and her husband Angel Roche, which utilises her father's timeless themes from the original score as a worthy tribute. So here now is more music from the original TV soundtrack to the classic Western miniseries Los and Dove. Music composed and conducted by Basil Polidorus.
That was music from the original TV soundtrack to the classic Western miniseries Lonesome Dove. Music composed and conducted by Basil Polidoris, the 30th anniversary edition of this classic score has just been released by Verez Saraband Records. It is highly recommended. You're listening to The Archive on Cinematic Sound Radio. Welcome back to the show. Next up is music from the 1989 action thriller The Protector, directed by James Glinkenhouse and starring Jackie Chan, Danny Aiello and Roy Shao. The plot involved two New York City cops, Billy Wong and Danny Garoni, as they head to Hong Kong after the daughter of a rich businessman is kidnapped by the drug lord, Mr. Ko. Now, conflicts between the director, Glinkenhouse, and Chan during the production led to two official versions of this film, Glinkenhouse's original version for the American audiences and a Hong Kong version re-edited by Jackie Chan. Now, the score for both versions was composed by British composer Ken Fawn, who is best known for his adaptations of John Williams' original material for Superman 2 and Superman 3. And in fact, he also did the same to Battle Polidorus' music for the sequel to Lonesome Dove, returned to Lonesome Dove in 1993. Fawn's approach to the protector was straightforward. Since the first third of the movie was set in New York, Fawn utilised groovy-based ostinati, driven by low brass, sick-kicking drums, a dynamic horn section and an arsenal of synthesizers modern at the time. At the first act's conclusion, when the action moves to Hong Kong, Fawn changes tact and adds Chinese influence music to his soundscape, whilst retaining the grittiness of the urban streets of New York, making a contrasting parallel between the two locations. After recording and assembling the pre-recorded synth tracks, Fawn and his orchestrator Richard Marvin went to Munich to first craft and then record the score, with Marvin also providing additional music. Now the music for me is a typical 1980s synth-filled rock-based action score, but Saying that, Forday Faxton, James Nelson and Mark Banning must be congratulated for bringing this obscure score from Ken Fawn's list of credits to the attention of movie music collectors so they can make up their own mind in its quality and validity. So here now is music from the original motion picture score to the 1985 action film The Protector. Music composed and conducted by Ken Fawn, additional music by Richard Marvin and performed by the Grelke Symphony Orchestra of Munich.
That was music from the original motion picture score to the 1985 action film The Protector. Music composed and conducted by Ken Fawn. Additional music by Richard Marvin and performed by the Grelke Symphony Orchestra of Munich. Now the original soundtrack recording has just been released for the very first time by Dragon's Domain Records. You're listening to The Archive on Cinematic Sound Radio with your host... Jason Jury. Welcome back to the Archive on Cinematic Sound Radio. I'm Jason Drury, your host. I hope you're enjoying today's show. When I was interviewed last year by John Mansell, and it must have been a quiet week, but he must have run out of people to interview, 
Now, who in their right mind would want to interview me? I know nothing. Nothing at all. Never mind. Well, anyway, during the interview, he asked me which obscure soundtracks would I like to be released. And amongst that list, I answered Airport 79 for Concord. Then, only a few months later, surprise, surprise, this hidden gem from the pen of Lalo Schifrin finally surfaced on CD. Coincidence? I don't think so. Now, Airport 79 at Concord was an air disaster film in every sense of the word, and not surprisingly was the fourth and final instalment of the Airport franchise. Poorly reviewed by critics, the film flopped at the box office. Produced on a then high budget of $14 million, it earned just a little over $13 million, thus ending the enormously successful franchise of the Airport series of films. Now, directed by David Lowell Rich, the film starred George Kennedy again as his aviation disaster-struck role as Joe Petroni, who has to contend with nuclear missiles, the French Air Force, and the threat of the Concorde splitting in two over the Alps. This is all because of a lady on board has some documents which puts Harrison Industries in big trouble as they show they make nuclear weapons. And the company's CEO, played by Robert Wagner, wants the Concorde to crash with this employee, played by Susan Blakely, on it. The film also starred Alan Delon as Joe Petroni's co-pilot. Now for producer Jennings Lang, Lalo Schifrin was the natural choice to score the film, having worked with the composer before on some of his earliest films, including the Clint Eastwood starring The Beguiled and Joe Kitt, the Don Siegel-directed Charlie Varick, and more importantly for this sort of movie, the disaster thriller Roller Coaster. Now, Schiffrin's highly dramatic score went a long way to allay the film's long list of shortcomings, with a dynamic and engaging mix of action, suspense and romance befitting the film's varied mix of characters and plot elements. The film itself is utter garbage, but Schiffrin's music is anything but. Just take the main title for an example, starting in grumbling suspenseful mode before shifting quickly into accelerating string rhythms and a highly heroic theme for horns for a view of Paris and a view of the Concorde on the runway at Charles de Gaulle Airport. He continues to play his adventuresome brass or propulsive rhythm to strings. It is an amazing start to the score, and the excitement and the quality of the music does not let up for the entire film. Without doubt, Lada Schiffin's score for Airport 79 the Concorde is one of the greatest scores ever composed for a bad film. The material on screen clearly does not deserve such an epic work, and was a highly welcome new release in November 2018 when La La Land Records had the complete score as part of the two CD set accompanied by its series predecessor, Joker Varis's Airport 77. Of the two, I wonder which of the scores movie music collectors will play the most. So here now is music for the original motion picture score to Airport 79 La Concorde. Music composed and conducted by Lalo Schifrin.
That was music from the original motion picture score to Airport 79 The Concord. Music composed and conducted by Lalo Schifrin. The complete original soundtrack recording is now finally available as part of a two CD set with its predecessor score, Airport 77, from La La Land Records. All thanks to my interview. Well, I'll just keep thinking that, just to keep me happy and content. And on that note, sadly, we have now come to the end of this latest edition of the Archive on Cinematic Sound Radio. I must firstly say thank you to Cinematic Sound Radio's affiliate, the Movie Scores and More Radio Network, who can be found at moviescoreradio.com. Feel free to reach out to Cinematic Sound Radio by emailing at cinematicsound at yahoo.com. And don't forget to visit cinematicsound.net to hear an archive version of this show, which is appropriate as this show is called The Archive, and many, many years of previous Cinematic Sound Radio programming, which is not called The Archive. The show is also on iTunes or Apple Podcasts, and if you can, please rate and review the show. It really does help get the archive, and more importantly, Cinematic Sound Radio noticed. I would also like to thank Tim Burton for providing his voice on the Bombers and Singers you heard on the show. Derek Cosina for writing the archive's intro music, and of course my good friend Eric Woods for letting me loose on his station and causing utter mayhem. I leave you yet again with music from another wonderful reissue of the score composed by the late, great James Horner. This one in particular is rightly judged as one of his masterpieces. Apollo 13 from 1995 was a space docudrama directed by Ron Howard and starring Tom Hanks, Kevin Bacon, Bill Paxton, Gary Sinise and Ed Harris. With a screenplay by William Boyles Jr. and Al Winnert, which dramatised the aborted 1970 Apollo 13 lunar mission and is an adaptation of the book Lost Moon, The Perilous Voyage of Apollo 13 by astronaut Jim Lovell and Jeffrey Klunger. The film depicts astronauts Lovell, Jack Swaggart and Fred Hayes aboard Apollo 13 for America's third moon landing mission. En route, an onboard explosion deprives their spacecraft of most of its oxygen supply and electric power, forcing NASA's flight controllers to abort the moon landing and turning the mission into a struggle to get the three men home safely. James Horner's Academy Award-nominated score was inspired by his meeting with astronaut Jim Lovell and the other NASA pilots, particularly inspiring his score's main theme, something that he described as, quote, very noble, very simple, and very much from the heart, end quote. Horner, as ever sensitive to the film's emotional needs, wanted to portray patriotism and the American spirit, but at the same time wanted to avoid the feel of flag-waving. In Horner's and director's one Howard's opinion, this is a score about total professionalism and quiet nobility, with Horner's main theme correspondingly elegant, especially when rendered so superbly by the solo trumpet of Tim Morrison. James Horner's music also emphasises the dangers of space exploration. At the height of the danger to the astronauts, Horner expertly puts all parts of the orchestra through its paces, 
and employs the wordless vocals of Annie Lennox in two parts of the score, once like a moon siren beckoning and inviting the stricken ship towards her, and in the film's end credits to accompany the title theme with the additional choir and electronic bass. But the major highlight of this score has to be the 10 minute cue Oh Systems Go for launch, recorded in typical Horner fashion in one take and delivers what the composer calls the score's spiritual dimension. Beginning with a harmonised brass chorale and continuing with a soaring hymn-like melody on solo trumpet, these ideas weave around passages of thrilling build-up as the astronauts suit up and blast into space on the giant Saturn V rocket, with cutaways to mission control, the astronauts' anxious families, and, matteringly, the astronaut grounded due to doctor's advice. It is a sequence that, in Horner's view, says everything about what these guys do for a living, and the nobility of the space programme. Tasked with infesting a familiar tale with fresh emotion, Horner's most effective tool for the score was simplicity. Even though almost everybody knew how the story would turn out, Horner's job, just like in Titanic two years later, was to suspend their knowledge and keep the movie floating so that you did not know how it was going to turn out. In other words, letting the audience completely forget what actually happened, so to make them cheer at the film's end when the astronauts successfully return home. Horner's score achieves this in such a superb way, and for this achievement, it is one of the reasons why Apollo 13 is up there as one of his best-remembered works in his memorable career. So, to end this edition of the Archive, here is the cue, all systems go, for launch, from James Horner's original motion picture score to Apollo 13. Now, I know at every film music show plays this to represent the film, but you have to admit, it is so, so good. So why not listen to it one more time? The film's original soundtrack recording has just been released in a new two-CD set by Intrada Records. Another superb James Horner score to add to the label's increasingly high-quality list of a composer's work. Now, before we play it, I must say thank you to you for listening. I do hope you enjoyed both parts of the show. And until the next time, I dig up more items for the Cinematic Sound Radio Archive. From me, Jason Drury, as always, is take care. And happy listening.
Thank you for listening to Cinematic Sound Radio. If you have any questions, comments, or concerns, please email us at cinematicsound at yahoo.com. Don't forget to check us out at cinematicsound.net on the web, Sound Radio on Twitter, and Cinematic Sound on Facebook. And if you listen to us on Apple Podcasts, please take a moment right now to rate and review the show. It really helps get the show noticed. And don't forget to tell all your friends about the program as well. We really appreciate the support. And please check out our affiliate at Movie Scores and More Radio at moviescoreradio.com. <laughs>